Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Weekly Update, Brandify's podcast where we focus on recent changes and updates in the local search space in order to help you prepare for the week ahead. I'm Dustin Hayes, Director of Marketing at Brandify, and I'm joined by my co-host, Damian Rawlson, Brandify's VP of Market Developments and Strategic Partnerships. Thanks for joining us today. Now let's jump into your weekly update. Hello. In our first item for this week, Google has announced that it's going to be delaying the phase out of support for third party cookies in the Chrome browser until late 2023. This is after making a huge splash last year for announcing that support for cookies would be discontinued in 2022. The delay is likely due to an uproar from brands and advertisers who rely on third-party cookies to track user behavior on desktop devices and to improve the relevance of ads served to those users. Google's proposed alternative solution, which is called Federated Learning of Cohorts, or Flocks, has come under fire as an inadequate alternative that grants more power to Google itself, and this at a time when the company is already being targeted by multiple governmental entities in the U.S. and abroad for allegedly monopolistic practices. The uh, delay in the demise of cookies gives Google and the advertising community uh, at least an additional year to figure out where things will go from here. But Google says this should not be taken as an indication that increased privacy controls are going away. In fact, Google says, quote, that they are merely allowing sufficient time for public discussion on the right solutions and for publishers and the advertising industry to migrate their services, unquote. Tim Capper has an informative blog post that explains an anomaly in Google Maps that may confuse folks in the local search community. Capper's post has to do with the appearance in Maps of listings for vacation rentals. Even though the GMB help documentation says that these types of businesses are not permitted to have a listing. Among the business types not eligible for a listing are vacation rentals, for sale properties such as homes or show homes or vacant apartments. Sales or leasing offices, however, are eligible for verification. Yet despite this rule, it's easy to find a vacation rental listing in Google Maps. The reason for this, Capper explains, is that Google Travel uses parts of the Google My Business platform to create listings for vacation properties so that these properties can be displayed as Google Travel results. Also, at some point in the recent past, the Google Maps team apparently allowed travel agents to upload all their vacation rental properties to Maps via the online travel agents API. This was done in order to create more inventory for travel ads, but the initiative has since been discontinued. Attempts to claim these vacation listings may or may not succeed given that they are officially not allowed by Google. The whole story is just one more example of the fact that Google My Business is not a discrete, impervious entity, but rather a set of services that is interconnected with many other parts of the Google ecosystem. Next, we have another useful recent piece from Tim Capper. This is on the subject of GMB justifications. Uh, We've been hearing a lot about justifications recently. Uh, Just last week, I reported on a new justification called Seen by Shoppers, which is appearing in local packs for uh, retail businesses. You'll recall that justifications are snippets of text associated with a particular source, 
uh, such as shoppers in this case, that are shown to users in the local pack in order to reinforce that this particular listing may have what the searcher is looking for. So Capper does a really thorough job of listing all the known sources of justifications at this point. He does not include seen by shoppers, which is pretty new, but he has all the other ones, uh, the business website, GMB service attributes, Google posts, Google reviews, menu highlights, which are popular menu items, uh, popular according to um, in, uh, interactions on Google Maps, and in stock, which comes from the Merchant Center or from third-party providers. The post goes into detail on each of these items and how to optimize the ones that you uh, for the ones that you can control and really reinforces the fact that justifications should be another target of both on-site and GMB optimization, given that Google is clearly expending a lot of effort to provide these snippets to consumers and presumably also seeing the benefit in increased conversions. Otherwise, why would they be doing this and doubling down on it by introducing new justifications at a, at a pretty um, rapid pace? The latest Whiteboard Friday post on the Moz blog comes from Joy Hawkins, who offers seven tips to help us get the most out of Google Posts. Hawkins notes that COVID-19 posts, due to their special placement near the top of the business profile, are among the highest performing post type in terms of visibility. The average click-through rate for posts, according to her research, is 0.5%, meaning you need 200 views to get one click. For those tracking post activity using UTM parameters, Hawkins notes that numbers in Google Analytics are calculated differently than GMB and will never match, so it's best to choose one metric and stick with it. Hawkins also mentions justifications, which we said had been heating up lately, noting that getting justifications in the local pack is one of the main reasons posts are valuable, but in order to be eligible for justifications, posts not be must not be more than 60 days old. Hawkins says her research showed that seasonal posts, holiday-themed, etc., did not perform well, but posts with emojis did, however. Finally, she notes that generic what's new type posts, which she calls updates, used to disappear after seven days, but these posts now stay live for about six months. Next, we have some news related to GMB Insights. Uh, there was a Twitter post recently from Luke B. Penicate, sorry, Luke, if I'm mispronouncing your last name, where he shows that Google is testing a few new insights reports. One of them, I believe what he's pointing out is the display of the most popular time at your location on a given day. So you may be familiar with the fact that in public GMB profiles for a while now, there's been a bar chart that shows the busiest times at a store or business location on a given day. That's also been live for a while, I believe, in the GMB uh, Insights tab in the, in the dashboard. Uh, what may be new here, I think what he may be pointing out, is a new tag in the chart that says, for instance, your most popular time is around 12 p.m. on Saturday. I'm not exactly sure what he's pointing out as new there, uh, but that's one item. The other chart is definitely new and one that I don't see on my end yet. Uh, Penicate's example is in Spanish, but I believe the title translates to what your business is known for. It's also a bar chart and it lists items like informal, ideal for children, popular with tourists, ideal for groups. It sounds like we're looking at a restaurant here. And there's a subheading also, which I believe translates to, quote, your score on the main attributes that help consumers decide where to go. So this is an interesting 
chart that appears to depict a score-based system. It works on a scale of zero to 100% that uses, let's assume your reviews or other input from, uh, from Google users to gauge your business against popular deciding factors. Um, the factors actually look less like review content-based factors than like the prompts that Google often shows to users when asking for feedback about a business. So is this business uh, good for children, uh, good for kids, uh, for example, is a common question. So perhaps Google is simply compiling those responses and displaying them now to the business owner, uh, but a very interesting new chart. Uh, finally, on the topic of insights, many users may see a notice in GMB these days that reads, quote, Insights data may be missing or delayed due to reporting issues. There is no impact on the appearance of your business on Google, unquote. So we don't have any further news about the reason for this delay or the timeline for any resolution. But as Barry Schwartz notes in his write-up, it's unusual enough that Google would post such a notice in the first place. And so good to know that there's something going on, especially if, if your uh, business is impacted two final items this week, which though otherwise unrelated, both have to do with filters in Google products. The first item was noticed by Claire Carlisle, who shared on Twitter that Google appears to be experimenting with smiley faces in place topics to indicate the overall sentiment for a particular term. Place topics, of course, are the popular topics that appear at the top of the Google reviews feed. In Claire's screenshot, certain topics include a smiley face, while others do not, perhaps suggesting that Google is more interested in calling out what people like than what they don't. The second item relates to product searches and was shared on Twitter by Ryan Muse. Muse shows that in searches for products like Camo Backpack, Google shows a filter bar that allows the user to refine the search for products specifically from Amazon or Walmart. For Phalanx Concealment, which you can see on our blog. The example shows further options, including Etsy, which are highlighted, as well as a filter choice that lets the user specify nearby stores where the product may be available. These filters are not yet live for all users. That's a wrap on this week's updates. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check us out on Brandify.com and the Brandify blog, where you can find more information about the topics we've covered here today. You can also subscribe to the weekly update on your favorite podcast service so you never miss an episode. I'm Dustin Hayes, along with Damian Rawlison, and we'll see you next time on The Weekly Update.